On today's episode of the Lightning Round Podcast, Dan and I celebrate the return of Big Ten football by drafting the top four things that we enjoy about the Big Ten Conference. It's a shorter episode this week, but short episode or long episode, we're always going to start off by listening to the fabulous TV Girl. Dan, you came up with the draft topic for this week. Uh, it is relating to the Big Ten. Why don't you walk the listeners through it? I mean, obviously, both of us kind of grew up in Big Ten country. Um, we've watched Big Ten football our whole life. Obviously, actually, you, you were more of a hybrid, a, a later edition. Um, obviously, Nebraska used to be part of the Big 12. Uh, but that being said, you know, it's still Big Ten country. Obviously, Nebraska joined the Big Ten eventually. Um, great addition. You've had a few years of Big Ten experience now under your belt. Um, aside from the SEC, I clearly think it is the next biggest thing in college football, the next most powerful conference. Um, a lot of culture, a lot of tradition, a lot of legends and leaders we've seen um, established throughout the years. And so... With the big time coming back, obviously we're both very excited. And obviously I've said obviously a lot of times when explaining this topic, but clearly you have. This is, uh, yeah, there's no better time than now to just give our top four of our favorite things about Big Ten football. Excellent. Why don't you start it off? Okay. Um, First one, very easy. Um, It's been mentioned numerous times on this podcast. It's the return of the Beth Moen's 11 a.m. ESPN2 game. Uh, when I think of Big Ten football, I think of that game in particular. Um, it's always a kind of a more bottom-tier game. Um, sometimes you might get like a number 24-ranked Iowa playing in it, but most of the time you'll see two unranked kind of Big Ten teams towards the bottom of the standings. You know, We're looking at a lot of Purdue's, Illinois's. Um, Indiana, Northwesterns, um, Iowa's on bad years. Even, you know, I feel like Nebraska's been entering that mix lately. Um, and then we get the, no doubt. you know, cartoonish voice of Beth Moen screaming at us at 11 a.m. to kick off the day. But, you know, as a Big Ten fan, you learn to find comfort in her uh, character, 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 character okay you know what i'm trying to say that (laughs) that voice of hers that excitement for a game which is going to be punt 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 fumble recovered punt punt field goal punt punt touchdown seven to three final um over a game that really doesn't matter yet it gets your day started it gets your juices flowing it's the best thing that the big town has to offer yeah i I I enjoy that pick a lot. My first pick is also kind of similarly related to that, and that's just 11 a.m. games, period. I did have 11 a.m. kickoffs. I I just think that that's so – those are so fun and enjoyable, especially because, like, you get big marquee matchups at 11 a.m. still sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. 
Penn State at Minnesota last year was an 11 a.m. kickoff. Ohio State at Michigan is always an 11 a.m. game. Right, yeah. That's considered the marquee game of the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah, so I I love that they kind of made it like the Big Ten's prime time. Uh, So... um, I, I do I do enjoy that. I think people across the country, college football fans across the country, come to know that time slot as the Big Ten's time slot. Yeah, um, and so. you know everybody kind of just gets to wake up and get you know they're called. That's what Saturdays are about. That's what we've been saying as we've been you know playing some basketball early in the mornings with that you know crisp fall air hitting these past couple of weekends. It feels like Big Ten football when you're out early. When you're feeling that nice fall breeze, when the leaves are starting to change colors, yeah, you expect to, you know, maybe you're not watching the Beth Moen's 11 a.m. game, but any Big Ten game you're going to turn on, that's how you get your day started when yeah. you're in Big Ten country in the fall. I'll also say that I appreciated 11 a.m. kickoffs in college a lot, like when when I would go to a Nebraska game at home because then, it, like, you could just get on with your day after it mm-hmm. uh like 2 30 kickoffs and especially evening kickoffs they yeah, couldn't take, do that at cal <laughs> yeah they just take every, up every, every kickoff was at 8 p.m and <laughs> the whole day is just pre-game pre-game tailgate right. you know you got to make a day of it every time which you know obviously it's fine it's college it's great you know I, yeah I, I, there's nothing against it but there is you know that added element too if you do have things to do um then Oof. you can get that game started that you can get your Saturday off on a good note and then go and get some things done. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do a snake draft or do you want to just uh, do a, do a back and forth? On this snake one? draft. Snake okay. Draft, All right. Sure. All right. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going trophy games. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> great. Great choice. The, that. The, the big 10 has a lot of just really, any anytime two teams play each other, it's an occasion, and they mark that occasion uh, by creating a shared trophy for the teams to to battle. Do you over. think that the Big Ten Conference has more trophy games than like all the other conferences combined? Oh yeah, like, it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> it is. I mean, like when Auburn and Alabama play, it's because like you know people tune in because. You know, they never talk about what trophy they're playing for or anything like right. that. It's just like, here's two heavyweight programs playing. But, like, you know, it's Paul Bunyan's axe. You know, it, they're putting it the all on the Floyd line. of Rosedale. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think Minnesota alone has, like, seven. Right. Like, I learned yeah. when they, they played Penn State for the first time in, like, six years last year. Apparently, they have a trophy with Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. been shown with Penn State for six years, and Minnesota hasn't had a chance to take it back. They have the, the jug with Michigan. Yeah. And it was just so funny when Nebraska joined the conference, you know, they have no history in the conference yet. All of a sudden, some of these games against yeah. Wisconsin and Iowa and Minnesota are now trophy games. For right. Them. Like, oh, right. look at this history. But for this pick, Dan, I created a pop quiz for you. Okay. So I have some real Big Ten trophy names uh-huh. and some fake. And so right, I'm going to read them to you. And you're just gonna you're just gonna guess whether that's real or a fake trophy. I have a feeling this, these might all be real, but all right, give it to me. All right, first up, the old oaken bucket trophy. That's real. It is real. It is. Is, is that like a Michigan State? Yes, 
Yeah, it's okay. Michigan State and someone. I forget who, but Michigan State is one of those teams. All right. Okay. What's next? The Rusted Bell Trophy. Rusted Bell, that sounds like it could be a Penn State type of trophy, but <sighs> let's say no trophy. No trophy. Correct. That one made up by yours truly. The Freedom Trophy. Freedom Trophy. Army Navy. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think that that would apply to the Big Ten Conference or not really. It does. Much for freedom. That's what right. Nebraska and Wisconsin battle for. Oh, sure they do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, the Heartland Trophy. That's for sure real. Is that it Iowa, is. Nebraska? Uh, no, it's like – it's Purdue? Indiana oh, wait, Heartland. Someone else. Heartland, Purdue, yeah. and Indiana, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Blackstone Mantle Trophy. Blackstone Mantle Trophy. That's got to be real. It is fake. Okay. Um, I'm glad that it. I'm glad it got you though. All right. Uh, the border, but the border battle trophy. Border battle. There's so many border battles. I feel like so that I, I'm gonna say real there. It is fake. There are so many border border right, battles. There's that, none called. That, okay. Think. Uh, the land grant trophy. Land grant. Did they change the? I feel like they may have changed the Illinois Northwestern trophy to that. Um, let's go. Let's go real. It is real. You are correct. That is Penn State, Michigan. Okay. So Very excellent. Cool. Well, that, yeah, was a, that, that was that, that was a fun pop quiz. Thanks for indulging. I like that. I mean, there's there's legit. Every team has like three or four. Or like it is an absolute. You're you're absolutely right. It is one of the funnier concepts that the Big Ten introduces to the country and it's like yeah two random like teams from the opposite sides of the conference will be playing and all of a sudden it's a rivalry yeah. game we got to so make like, our basketball uh matchups trophy trophy games i would love i would love that i'd love to introduce some more trophies to big 10 territory all right, all right two two great picks for you um this is going to be a little bit of a niche pick but um this is very niche but I, I went with the predictability of the second-tier programs of the Big Ten Conference in Iowa, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I mean, those three, I was thinking about just teams and, like, how easy they are to predict. And a lot of them are kind of similar. I mean, you can go, obviously, Ohio State's always going to be a national title contender. Um, Michigan's always going to disappoint. They're going to win two games and it's going to be like they squeak one out against army in week two it's like okay we we faced a a test and now we're going to go win the national championship and then they go eight and four and lose to ohio state but when we look at the teams for as long as i can remember growing up as a child michigan state iowa and wisconsin have always had the same exact story year after year michigan state and iowa are kind of similar um where they'll always be a perennial like third seed, uh, four seed team where the seven and five, eight and four, obviously Dan, uh, Mark, Mark D'Antoni, right? Michigan State. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just almost blanked there. Well, it's He's Mel Tucker now, now, but for as long as I could remember, it's him at Michigan State, Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. Um, and then once every four or five years, 
all of a sudden an Iowa or a Michigan State is going to become really, really good. Um, go to the Rose Bowl, compete, and then they're going to fall right back into that eight and four groove. Um, and I think Wisconsin might be the most predictable Big Ten team of them all, um, especially since we've established first, obviously, with legends and leaders, and then uh, we move to east and west. Wisconsin either is always going to be the number two or number one team in the weaker conference, which is the West. They're going to run the ball 60 times a game. Um, it, when all of a sudden their best running back in school history graduates, they're going to replace it with another guy who's then going to become the best running back in yeah, um, school history. Just... They're going to play great defense, and they're going to have the biggest offensive lineman that college football sees. And they're, they're always going to be a great team. They're going to have a Rose Bowl run every, probably once again, every four or five years. Um, but they're always going to be contending and just love to see that consistency in those three programs over literally the past 12, like since I've probably been like eight, nine years old and really got invested in college football and Big Ten football. Yeah, the Wisconsin running back point is an excellent point. I mean, as a Nebraska fan, gotten all too familiar with Wisconsin running backs I mean last year when they held uh Jonathan Taylor to 200 yards rushing everybody was like yes did it (laughs) like that was the that was the genuine sentiment after the game was like hey he didn't uh he didn't totally tear us apart they uh I mean the Vikings were playing Indianapolis today and obviously Jonathan Taylor just lit up the Vikings defense but they pulled up his college numbers and it's just Ridiculous to think about, and I'm thinking about before that, Corey Clement, Melvin Gordon, obviously, James White. All of these guys still in the NFL. Like, yes. So, and, like, I can just trace them back to when I was literally 9, 10 years old. <laughs> and those guys were just torching everyone. Is Monte Ball still? Monte Ball. No, he's not yeah. in the NFL anymore, but that's awesome. Okay, yeah. Another great example. Um, and you'll, you're like, okay, well, he's finally gone. <laughs> and it only just gets replaced. Another level of play, another level of pain. But, Absolutely. All right, great yeah. pick, Dan. What do you got for your number three? Um, for number three, I'm gonna go with um. This is a little bit of a downer pick, but I'm gonna say not watching Maryland or Rutgers play football as my number three pick. Uh, kind of going to a bigger point that I just don't really accept that. Maryland or Rutgers are part of the Big Ten Conference, especially in football. Um, they've contributed absolutely nothing since they've joined. I think I've watched probably combined combined between Rutgers and Maryland. I think I've watched less than 100 minutes of them playing. Um, they're never worth a watch, even if they're playing a team that you care about. Right. You already know the result. It's going to mm-hmm. be an absolute smackdown. Maryland did give uh, Stefan Diggs um, to the world ever since joining the Big Ten Conference. Other than that, I can't think of anything remarkable that either of those two programs um, have done since joining. So that will be my number three pick. Uh, My number four or my number three pick is the importance that the big 10 gives itself. You you touched on it earlier outside of Ohio state, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of Ohio state and everybody else in this conference and the importance that like, like yesterday, like the SB Nation accounts of Indiana and Nebraska were like bickering with each other and, mm-hmm. you know, like getting into feuds. And I love all of the different like rivalries, feuds, and just like 
manufactured importance that surrounds any given game uh, mm-hmm. on a set. They're like, oh, well, you know, the intro, like you said, the Beth Moens effect of, well, here we are. And even though these are two kind of basement dwellers, you know, if Team X wins this game, they can control their own destiny here and Absolutely. get bowl yeah. eligible and stuff like that. No, so, yeah, I mean, dude, those, those Indiana games, like game nine of the season, uh-huh. when they're like three and five, it's like, listen, they have four games left. They look pretty manageable. If they went three, they could go to the <laughs> Motor City Bowl. And all of a sudden, we're all just sitting there just like, beat Purdue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and also, yeah, and, you know, with that come different. I love like, those five and six games where whoever wins yeah. goes to the bowl game. I've seen a lot of Illinois Northwestern games like that over my lifetime. Or just, like, Nebraska fan, you know. Well, yeah, Nebraska, every, we, we've, we've covered the Yeah, Nebraska. every game is the battle of the bulge for them. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, this is exhausting. Uh, and finally, for my fourth pick, uh, thing I love is the uniqueness that the conference has across the board with their nicknames and logos and mascots. Mm. Um, and, and I really appreciate that in the conference. There's not a lot of kind of uh, – stereotypical teams mm-hmm. um as far as like what their mascots or team names are there's not a bunch of like uh the the fighting there's not like a lot of like or yeah wildcats <laughs> yeah there's one wildcat you know and that's okay in a in a group of 14 but other than that yeah i, I definitely so i mean to have teams like gophers and badgers and buckeyes and corn huskers and wolverines and nittany like i think that uh, that's pretty cool and clever and i and i and like that a lot terrapins yes yeah so i think that always i i enjoyed uh you remember in mr kelly's econ class like those homecoming posters with like mm-hmm. the mascots that's like you know beat northwestern it's like a gopher mm-hmm. like tying yeah. up a wildcat in a bag or something like that you know right. so like those those type, types of like posters and stuff are always really really cute and clever and i i like i like that look a lot and that mm-hmm. that really exemplifies big 10 country and big 10 football yeah great great pick um yeah, I'm probably going to finish it with uh, something kind of a little more general as well. Uh-huh. Um, my fourth and favorite thing about the Big Ten Conference, it's very unique to the conference, especially to kind of the very hardy Midwest area of it. It's just the ground and pound attack, defense, running the ball. It's not that flashy Big 12, Big, Big 12 Pac-12 style where they're just air raiding, scoring 70 points a game. But that 10-6 to 6 final score, that's the standard of the Big Ten, and I love to see it. Absolutely, and uh, you get to see it week in, week out. So, uh, like you said, it's a it's a strong feature of the Big Ten, and we're so excited that it is back on October twenty fourth. I'm excited to watch opening week with you. I mean, I assume we're just gonna veg out on the couch all day. We Maybe- definitely are. Maybe we'll record a, a live in-person episode, but we'll get Big Ten football that day. Maybe the Dodgers and Twins will be squaring off in the World Series that evening. So Sure will. So that, that is the ideal uh, if we fast forward to that point in time. That's, that's what I hope that day looks like. So yeah. uh, excellent draft, um, excellent episode. Uh, very good episode anything else for the good of the cause before uh before we wrap up and wish our Mm -hmm. listeners a good start to their week 
I got nothing, Alex. Obviously, I hope, you know, to the three listeners still here, have a great week. You know, we're rooting for you. And then we'll just see you um, drop another one Friday morning with our weekly trivia. Can't wait for it. Uh, Until then, this has been the Lightning Round podcast with Dan and Al. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Peace. Peace. And that will do it for today's episode of the Lightning Round Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to let us know. You can reach us at our email address, which is lightningroundpod with Dan and Al at gmail.com or on Twitter at lightningrndpod. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes as well. That always helps us out. Have a fantastic rest of your week. You will be hearing from us again very soon. Never heard of a cidery before, but showed up. I've never had a cider before.